Hello, we're back. Technically, F1 is back um, after last week's excellent, uh, what do we call it, fifth episode, very special. We're back uh, in the podcast recording studio. My name's Jack, and with me today in the studio is... Rashad. Okay, so today we will be discussing a yeah, we'll couple be talking. of things. Indeed. Turkish Go ahead. GP. Oh, which- yes. Yeah, which is amazing this time. I know. Drifting. Who would have thought? Max, so. Yeah, crazy. Uh, uh, we'll also be talking about whether Lewis Hamilton's seven titles are the same thing as somebody like Michael Schumacher getting seven titles, or even if Kimi Raikkonen had seven titles. What would the differences be within that? Um, yeah, we'll have to talk about the Turkish Grand Prix trophy. Uh, we'll get to that, and we'll tell you whether it was good or bad. Um, if you've seen the tier list video, you'll know uh, what we think of that. Anyways, we'll also subscribe be talking... Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Shameless plug, subscribe to the Technically F1 YouTube channel. It will be in the podcast notes and on Schoology. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Um... Anyways, we also have some driver market news, uh, something really interesting. Michael Schumacher's son, Nick Rashab, has just informed me that he may be going to Haas. There's a rumor. There's a rumor. Paddock rumor. We've got to dissect that. And we'll also be talking about Pirelli and the tire situation that unfolded at the Turkish Grand Prix, along with possibly even a list of the best helmets at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned, and we will bring all of this Excellent podcast to you. Sure, yeah. Uh, Turkish a race that we all thought from the beginning that Max Verstappen was going to win. He's on, I think, the second or third row of the grid. Uh, he, I know he was ahead of Perez. And big talking point for the race: Lance Stroll was on pole position. Let's just let's chase. Take that in, guys. Lance Stroll. The Canadian guy, the guy whose dad's a billionaire, the guy who wouldn't be an F1 if his dad wasn't a billionaire, was on pole position. Yes, he drove around and didn't die in the wet conditions. I mean, he was... I have feelings about that. Yeah, Bottas, I watched the qualifying session over recently. Guess how off he was of Lance's time? Bottas. Bottas with the red B emoji. Yeah. <laughs> um. What? How? Or how far do you think he was off the time of stroll? Bottas. Pretty far. Five seconds. So pretty far. Yeah, five seconds off the time of stroll. Bottas. I have it here in the show notes. I don't know. Should he be fired at this point? This is his worst weekend. Um. Spin Bottas, uh, forget Spinyala, Spin Bottas, he, he spun six times in that He's race. Oh my god. Well, I think Max wasn't sure what he was doing. He was going attacking and then he was trying to stay Max out on this high like, race. Max made up for it. I guess. I mean, he recovered to being one, like what, sixth or seventh? He was ahead of Alex. He should have crashed. Yeah, it was unbelievable that Alex didn't put it in the wall in the first lap. Uh, I was definitely happy with that. Then again, it's 
almost the nail in the coffin for him. Yeah. What do you do? You think it's the nail in the coffin? What do you think? I think most of the current driver lineup is gonna change drastically soon when they all get yeah. fired. <laughs> well, at this point, I think Bottas is out of his Mercedes seat. If George Russell was ahead of him, which he was, then how on earth does he keep his seat? George Russell and the Williams was ahead of Bottas and the Mercedes, who spun six times on the way to 13th place. I mean, that, that's a funny statement. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, race winner, Lewis Hamilton, uh, big, he, this is his seventh world championship, um, and if you know anything about classic F1, you'll know that Michael Schumacher also has seven world championships. Now, we'll get on to greatest driver of all time stuff a little bit later, uh, hint, hint, there's not just one, uh, but anyways, Rashab, do you think Lewis winning seven titles is the same as Michael Schumacher winning seven titles? Definitely not. Lewis has it way easier with the Mercedes. Mercedes is an amazing car. As much as I hate Mercedes. Yeah, I read a tweet from... uh, Who was it? It was one of the old technical chiefs at Mercedes. Uh, Can't remember his name. Uh, I'll think of it later. Anyways, he was just mentioning that with Lewis and Mercedes, it was about 50-50. Uh, the car half doing the car doing it and half Lewis's talent coming out of it, which is great because the ratio for Bottas is considerably less. Whereas I think Lewis is Pagani. Yeah, I have. It's purple, right? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They should have there be a bumper sticker on it in the back. Still, we rise or something like that. (laughs) It'll be his helmet. Yeah, or, no, I get monster energy put on the front windshield of it. Uh, suddenly it becomes his helmet. No, but you can't do that. It's such a beautiful car. No, I know. If it's a Cinque, I think that's a um, a $10 million car, isn't it? I don't know. I'll look that up later. I think it's a if it is. Oh, okay. Still very expensive. Pagani's are yeah. unbelievably expensive. Yeah. Um, I think, though, after the Turkish Grand Prix, looking back at what Perez did, it's it says pretty much he should keep his seat. Right? And he should just take Lance's seat. I don't know There's what no the... There's no doubt about that. Right. I mean, there wasn't doubt before the race, but now, after seeing that he pushed his tires for probably 40 or 50 laps on the same set of intermediate tires... I mean, he said that... whole position kind of kept him as... I mean, they can't really fire him after that. No, but you can't can't fire him because... Perez, I mean... I know, but you can't fire Perez after what he did in the race. Second place, beating out a Ferrari. He was a Ferrari driver. I know, at one point he was a Ferrari driver. Oh, and speaking of, that Ferrari on the podium was not Charles Leclerc. So this was was not Charles Leclerc's race. It was Sebastian Vettel's podium. And I apologize to Vettel. 
<laughs> yeah. I apologize to Battle for anything I've said in the past. All the jokes I've made about Spinyala or whatever it is. Uh, I apologize because Battle, you're certainly back. And I'm happy about it. I hope he wins a race next year, to be honest. I think that he could be the one who breaks up Mercedes' dominance. Not Verstappen, not Red Bull. Come on, if he wins a race next year, I will be glued to my seat. I will watch every single F1 race next year if this sort of thing happens again. I probably won't, but, you know, it's okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Sebastian, I don't think he's going to have a great seat. It's going to be Aston Martin. Aston Martin, I mean, it's going to have a Mercedes engine, but still. But the car has downforce, or the car has power, so he can set it up with more downforce and more drag. Because he wants a really downforce-heavy uh, rear wing, which allows him to take confidence into the corners. And this is not just me making this up. I've read this from the book of Adrian Newey. So this is 100% true, because Adrian Newey was not only his race engineer, but also the car designer who designed the cars for Sebastian. So he knows what this guy wants. Um, and the fact that the racing point has more power means that they can sacrifice the top speed for him. You know what Jeremy Clarkson would say about that car? What would he say about that car? I do not believe in downforce. (laughs) Alright, what did he say then? I don't believe in downforce. Uh, Because what if you're going too fast to (laughs) do something else, but you're not going fast enough to have downforce? (laughs) (laughs) That man is brilliant. Yes. Speaking of, I heard he made a beef, or he's beefing with the mayor of London. Um, God, Twitter battles have gotten too insane this year. We know he's um, gonna win that. No, Jeremy's argued destroyed yeah. Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London. I honestly feel sorry for him because, or, and anybody who got mad at what Jeremy was saying about not liking bicycles or whatever. Um, because he, he systematically roasted half of Twitter a couple of weeks ago. It was brilliant. Of course he did. Uh, that man is too good. Um, <laughs> anyways, would you be, Rashad, would you be interested in Sebastian staying in F1 after he leaves Aston Martin? No. Or, I mean, he's, all right. <laughs> That destroys my... I was going to say he's a quality driver and it'd be great to see him at a team with more downforce in the car so we can start winning races again. But clearly, <laughs> uh, we still... You don't want him in F1? Yeah, Explain. Sebastian belongs in a different circuit of some sort. Maybe NASCAR or IndyCar. No. Nah. Or Italian car. But he has so much qualifying pace when the car is set up. I mean, it, it's, that shows... You can give it to the guy. This... Ferrari. Without well, I know. It fully. And it was difficult in 2019, apparently. And props to him for getting it to a race win and track position at the Canadian Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And you can't sleep on this guy. He has four world championships. It's yeah, it's, but he hasn't gotten those in like the last like five years. I know, but the point is, everybody will say, oh, it's just because he had the dominant Red Bull. Partially a factor, but I also think, look what Mark Webber was doing in that car. He wasn't doing nearly as much, and he wasn't a championship contender in 2012, and certainly not in 2013. Right? And that, I think that puts Sebastian above other drivers. That you know, Mark Webber beat. Sebastian's definitely good, but he's not the best. He never will. Be no, best. he isn't. 
but I've taken him now from the bottom of my top 20 drivers, and I've put him smack dab in the middle, right near Robert Kubica. Why is Robert Kubica on the list? Well, you know, when he was at BMW Sauber, he's brilliant. I know what you're going to say, oh, he was at Williams, and he had a terrible career at Williams, but his time at the BMW seat, that was excellent. He had a race win. He should have quit on the head. Well, that being said, if only he hadn't had that rally crash, then he would have been at Ferrari with Alonso, and that would have been excellent. They had already pre-signed the contract, apparently. Mm. I mean, that would have been so good. Forget Massa, we just wouldn't have needed him. Speaking of, I rewatched the final lap of the um, <laughs> the Brazilian Grand Prix of 2008, and I think I've now discovered my favorite commentary moment in F1. It's the it's Crofty or somebody else in the F1 commentary team screams, is that Glock, when Hamilton passes him. It's hilarious. Isn't it great when, um, when on, whatchamacallit, what's the show called? The Grand, the Grand Tour. When, oh, yeah, yeah. When um, they were on the circuit, they, um, Mugello or whatever, um, whatever. Yeah. yeah. In the Aston Martin. Oh, yeah. That was legendary versus the Dodge Challenger. <laughs> Why did Hamster Hammond, the five foot tall man, think that he was going to beat Jeremy in a race in a Challenger? I mean, ugh, IQ moments from the hamster. Um, anyways. Back to the Turkish Grand Prix, I think we have to make some drive market predictions based off this race. So we say essentially Albon, Alex Albon out of his Red Bull seat at this point, right? The only one Go who's on, taking their seat at this point is Verstappen. Yeah, because Hamilton isn't signed, or signed down at this point. And... Um, Whatchamacallit, George Russell is... I mean, he could still move up to Mercedes, and if he does, I wouldn't be surprised. Bottas's poor performance in the wet just proves that he's not a great rain driver. And it proves the opposite for Sebastian. He is a great rain driver. So I could see Sebastian having higher stock when he goes to, you know, a team like Aston Martin. That'll be exciting for them. Aston Martin, next year's going to be a big year for them. If they fail... Make or break, pretty much. Yeah, if they fail, they're not coming back. Let's leave it no, and Lawrence is not going to like that if they do fail. I mean, knowing how much money he spent, he spent, what, $200 million buying Aston Martin? It'll be a pretty big business disaster yeah, for him. He only has, like, $1 billion. He's really nope, it's two, I thought. Now it's two. But, um... Yeah, but the... Let's be clear. I mean, I don't think he's going to give Lance that much. If he can just spend all the money before he dies, then Lance doesn't get anything. If I were... Lawrence, I would do that. Like, I would just spend all the spend money. Spend it all. Yeah. Just don't give anything. Have him start from nothing. Well, <laughs> not from nothing. He'll have a company of his own. I mean, he, he's still the son of a billionaire. I mean, come on. And he'd still have his own company. He has a company? Yeah, no. Wouldn't he get Michael Kors or whatever? His father oh my god, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Unless he's written out of his father's will. 
then it goes to the government. If so, that's hilarious. <laughs> or actually, I would I'm love not sure that. How that works in Canada, but here it goes to the government. Yeah, it's probably a little bit different. No, in Canada, they're well. They're no, nicer. I can't make that joke on the podcast. Um, yeah. Oh, and you know what? That reminded me. With Perez going super long on the rain or intermediate tires, um, they were saying, ooh, they're going to be turning into slick intermediates, like half slicks, half intermediates, because the the tread came off the intermediate tires, so they had more grip. And apparently the intermediate tires are super grippy, uh, which is cool. But it begs the question, if... They have to wait all these laps, and people who switch on to new intermediate tires lose lots of positions. Why don't they just bring back, like, a hyper-soft tire that's perfect for this rainy situation with some grooves and some... And and there is not as many grooves. I mean, it's the strategy they were using to their race weekend. It's pretty much what Michael Schumacher did in, like, 2006 at the rain races. He just ran the tires so long that they would have the um the tread come out of them, and it'd be perfect because suddenly they'd have a ton of grip. Mm. I mean, why don't we just get a hypersoft tire back? That's what I don't understand. Rashad, what do you I think? Mean, I think what we need, well, for starters, is not tire related Bridgestones. Yes, Bridgestone tires. Let's get them back. Um. Then you can start talking about what compounds you want. Like, I mean, Pirelli's, you're going to crash either way. Well, their tire compounds are all relative. You can say, oh, this is a super soft tire compound, but there's not written down somewhere that a super soft tire compound is X PSI with X grip levels at X speed corners. It, it, It doesn't work like that. But it's all relative in the end. Because, like, um, it's like trying to drive each car with, like, a Renault engine. Pretty much. It's crash, We're... no matter what. Yeah. It's just well, because the power curve is insane on the Renault engines. Hmm. Speaking of, I was trying the, um, uh, the whatchamacallit in F1 2020. It's a video game for those who don't know. Uh, it's the current F1 game that they're using. And it is weird so i've been driving and testing around the different engines on the same setup at tracks like china and other power heavy tracks but the weird thing is i've noticed the honda engine in both the alpha tauri and the red bull is super aggressive and you spin pretty easily Do we think that the incoming red bull person who will inevitably take alex up on seat do you think they're going to struggle with that as well? If they do, it's a pretty... It's a slap in the face for Red Bull. It's telling them, you've built a car that is just too aggressive and it doesn't work. It depends. I mean, like, if like, you bring in Nico, whatever his name is. Hulkenberg, yes, yeah. Guy, then he, he's not going to be as good as Sergio Perez, let's be fair. Well, I'm going to debate that till... Whichever one is chosen, essentially. I mean, they're probably both testing with the team as we speak. Do you not like Perez? No, I like Perez, and I'll certainly agree that he's incredibly talented. But just because Hulkenberg doesn't have any podiums does not mean that he was not unfortunate many, many times. I can name three races off the top of my head where he should have been on the podium, where 
just unfortunate circumstances ended his race. Was one of the unfortunate <laughs> circumstances Grosjean? Grosjean is actually two of them. Um, you don't say Grosjean's a menace. <laughs> and also, another one of the unfortunate circumstances is the rain-soaked race last year in Germany where he was in P3 and time correct, he was in P2. Um, obviously, he was going to leave the race for about a lap because Valtteri crashed um, in the, his best Spinola, um, just his best Spinola impression. But I, even then, the worst thing that could have happened to him that race, aside from crashing, which he did, um, was a P3. And that would have been his first podium, and that would have been excellent. Hey, I don't think... I mean, this is my opinion. Unless he gets into a good car, he's not going to get like any sort of close to a podium. I mean, it was me in like, a Renault or something. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't get enough recognition for what he does. He was in Renault and Force India. And both of the times he was dragging cars that at times had no right to be in like fourth, fifth place to fourth and fifth place. Especially the year that he was beating Carlos Sainz Jr. Um, at Renault in 2018. And if the big three teams weren't in there, people did the math that he would have been the winner of the Formula 1.5 championship. That's what they call that. Um, but... So you think Perez would be better for the seat? I want to... Why do you think that? I want to... Because he's just a better driver. Like, have you seen what he's done so far? Yeah, one podium. That's still more than Hulkenberg. Good point. (laughs) He has more podiums than Hulkenberg this season than Hulkenberg does in his entire career. It's funny. I mean, it's also very sad, but still quite funny. Yeah, he's just, like, a faster driver, to be fair. In the race, I disagree. I think he's faster in races, but Hulkenberg is unbelievable at qualifying. He took a Williams in 2010, and that being said, the Williams in 2010 was not where it is now, but it wasn't where it was in, say, 2017, where it was the third fastest car easily. Um... Probably about fifth, roughly, and he put it on pole position, right? And that is true speed. Is he was truly brilliant in that qualifying session, and although he hasn't scored another pole in years, it just proves that he has a lot of qualifying pace. But I think if you blended the two of them together, Hulkenberg and um, uh, Perez, it would be pretty good because Perez is good on the tires. I mean, he made the um, as you said earlier. Those intermediates last way too long, longer than they should have. Um, but, you know, Hulkenberg has the better qualifying performance, if you ask me. I mean, yeah, I guess, but still, would you want someone who's, like, very inexperienced winning? <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> very inexperienced with winning, I like that. <sighs> Honestly, yes, because... Well, no. In the end, I think as a package, Perez is better because, 
Well, I don't know. <laughs> I know that they both have sponsors from their own countries. Perez from Mexico, Hulkenberg from Germany. Um, so I guess they both have monetary wait, value, wait, 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 other wait. than just being a good... We won that what? They both from Germany. Yeah, yeah. At one point, there was four German drivers on the F one. No, five. Um, Glock, Vettel, Schumacher, Timo Glock, um, Hulkenberg, and Rosberg. Mm. Uh, that was twenty eleven, or no, maybe it was twenty twelve. Whatever the season was, it was the one in the press conference where um, uh, Michael Schumacher turned up the radio volume, or not the radio volume, the volume at the press conference to maximum for Rosberg, and it, it, the volume, the rate, it just, it was absurd, it was hilarious. Yeah, wait, that was literally they were trying to prank. Yeah, they pranked yeah. Rosberg, or not Ross. yeah, it was Rosberg, mm. it's hilarious. Oh, Schumacher's brilliant. Schumacher and Frank, <laughs> they're just laughing at each other before the prank happened. <laughs> no, and you could see Rosberg, he's like, what are these two idiots doing? And then his microphone goes, and okay, right, nice to hear. It's like a Lando, um, Lando, Daniel, and Hamilton moment yeah. at that point. You can definitely see that Lando and Daniel will definitely be doing things like that next year. I can definitely see them do that. But here's... I'll, I'll do it the, my best impression. I'll put my mic very close to my mouth. You ready for this, people? Yeah, so Friday practice is very important because we get all this data, right? And that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> I hope your ears are still intact after that, um, whatever that was. Anyways, uh, but speaking of Schumacher, Nick Schumacher, Rasham has told me, uh, there are rumors that he's going to Haas for next year. Do you think? I, mean, I personally don't think so, but there's definitely room for him to go to Haas because there's literally no drivers there currently. Like, I think yeah, no longer a team. For those who don't know, Haas has no drivers contracted for next season. <laughs> Um, and at this point in the year, that's quite bad. You want at least one guy down uh, for the next season. But nope, they have nobody. Yeah. Uh, it shows how much of a joke they are. It's just like with uh, with Lewis. Lewis, if he really wanted a seat badly, he would just sign with anyone. Like, at this point, he just quit and be happy. I don't know what he's going to do, but it's bizarre what's going on with his contract. I mean, it doesn't. He's gonna lose like thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, it's it, you have a point because they're they're trying to instate a cap for the salary a salary cap. Each team would only be able to spend a combined total of thirty million dollars, which knowing them, they'd give about five of that to Valtteri and twenty five to Lewis. But you know, it's Valtteri it's still a huge pay cut taking for like somebody a two million dollar pay doesn't... cut. It's three million dollars <laughs> now, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Ooh, yeah. I think it could be time for an ad break. Now we have a sponsor this week. It's unbelievable. We have a really? sponsor. Um, and yeah, yeah. Let's go into the ad break. 
Okay, we have started a YouTube channel, and it is called Technically F1. Believe it or not, that's the same name as this podcast. Yeah, it's... sponsoring us. The wonderful people at Technically F1 have been sponsoring us. Yeah, who would have guessed? Um, clearly, we had to name the uh, the podcast and the YouTube channel after them. So it, it, we're gonna have weekly content. We think might do you know live streams for the qualifying in the race, um, just reacting to it. Obviously, we can't copy or put copyrighted stuff up on the screen, so we can't actually watch the race uh, with that on the screen because uh, copyrighted stuff. But we're just going to try to shoot for videos that are, like, over 10 minutes because ad revenue, baby. Um, anyways. I had to say that. Yeah, I had to say that. <laughs> anyways. You couldn't have said anything else. <laughs> no, I couldn't have said anything else. I had to say ad revenue, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> uh, we also have a very special episode. Get your fired. Get off the show. All right. <laughs> uh, we have a very special episode of Technically F1 coming very soon, possibly even next week. We're working on getting a date for it um, and the recording time, but it is called Bring Back the V12s. We're going to be reminiscing on the awesome old F1 days, and we're going to be talking about just everything wrong with current F1 and why V12s are the superior engine. The current engines are communism. Communism in an engine. Uh, but anyways, let's get back to the show, right? Shall we? Yes. You need a V eight. V eight power. Um, that's V8 power is the only non-communism power. Yeah. Actually, that's a segment that we're going to be getting to very soon, and that is going to be the perfect F1 car for the future for, you know, overtaking but looking good still. We'll get to that in a little bit. A Mustang? But... <laughs> yes, a Mustang. That's an um, F1 car. I know, but we still have a it's like a, a pony bit... car? Barely a pony car. Um. Anyways, we have to talk about the trophy situation. So... Um, we have now a, another trophy to pretty much rate and review. Rashad, pull this up on your phone. The Turkish Grand Prix trophy. I think It's a Heineken it is... one, isn't it? No, it isn't. Nope. It has essentially the Turkish flag and it's bronze. It's very nice. I am very pleased with it. Okay. Of course you are. Do you like it? One second. Let me just look it up. But, I mean, you you got to zoom in on it a little bit to see the little details, but it is, it's not what they used to have. There were, there, previously there were better ones, um, trying to find a better one or an example. The better, better one, one is when Vettel won it. What year was Red that? Red Bull. Um, oh, yeah, that was, I'm going to try to find exactly that one. exactly what year. Uh, 2011. I mean, I don't really like the new one. The new one's kind of like has like that rose gold kind of color. I, I hate rose bronze. gold. Oh, um, you hate rose gold. I mean, yes, you have rose. You love rose gold, don't you? No. Um. Do you like rose carbon fiber? Not really. I prefer black carbon fiber. Okay. Well, then you might not like the um 
analysis, we'll say, of the um, of the tier list. Because on the tier list video, uh, just been posted by the way, another shameless plug of the YouTube channel, uh, there was, or I mentioned, the 2017 trophy for that Grand Prix, the Canadian Grand Prix. Um, and that has rose carbon fiber on it, and I was really talking up the rose carbon fiber. I have to say, I do like rose carbon fiber a lot. Except it's bad, and it's not good at all. <laughs> Alright. Um, well, I guess we leave that there, but I think we've got to wrap up with the race. So what, I think the funniest thing, though, was the penalties. So... McLaren took penalties, as uh, some of you may or may not know. They didn't qualify super well, and they popped new engines into the cars, and that worked well for them. But Alpha Tauri asked if they could breach the, uh, the rule that says you have to stop working on the car at a certain time of the night uh, so they could fit a new engine. And the FIA said, oh, yes, you can do this. So they did it, and they got halfway through, but then they decided, you know what, no, we're not going to do this. They told the FIA, don't give us a penalty, we didn't put the new engine in, and the FIA said, nope, not, well, whatever, you remove bits of your car, you put new bits in, we're going to yeet you to the back of the grid. So the Alpha Tauris both got yeeted to the back of the grid. Um, I guess, funny? Rashad? Ooh. We may have a technical difficulty, and if so, very exciting. Um, I think that's another time to sort of talk in that case about the problems with the app that we're using, Anchor. Now, we're not sponsored by them, which is why I can say this sort of thing about them. Um, It doesn't work super, super well. Uh, You know, we have things like this where you have times where you pop out of it. For instance, Rashab is just... Oh, he's back, I think. Rashab, are you back? Nope. Alright, so again, time to continue insulting Anchor. They're a bit broken, if I'm honest. Oh, he's here! Yes! Oh, no. You've left again, Rashab. Um, but Anchor continues to be broken, and that's great. Uh, it isn't great, to be honest, but it's, it is funny that we have these sorts of things. Previously, we wouldn't leave things like this in, but it's funny, and we're seven minutes into this part of the recording, and we're definitely not reshooting this. So, Shab, come on, get in, I'll send him the code again. Um, but, you're here. Okay, I'm back. Yes! He's back! I mean, I was never Um, gone, but I'm back. Okay. So, short rant on the Anchor app over. Rashab, I think it's time that we talk about people that we think are the greatest of all time, and I want you to start off with somebody who you would nominate for what the greatest of all time tier of F1 drivers. Who would you nominate first? Max. Really? Yes. Explain. Why? Did you see that drifting he did? Yeah, he spun. He did a full circle. By that logic, Vettel's in the top drivers, and that's just not a thing. He didn't crash. Vettel didn't spin at all. Yeah, Vettel, not once Vettel's that we can, on there. did he spin. 
No, but he's not in the greatest, like, top four F1 drivers. Okay, the top four is probably top Lewis, four. like, Michael. Yes. Raikkonen. And Kimmy. Yes, Kimmy. And maybe, um, like, I want to say Vettel might be on the list. Why don't we put him in there? Because he's a four-time world champion, and he's... This weekend, he's completely redeemed himself, in my mind. From five years of being bad? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was dominant in, like, 2013, and he was okay in 2014. 2015, eh. 2018, he was quite good. 2017, really good. Um, just car problems. 2019, Spinola. 2020, partially Spinola. And then the end of 2020, podium. And I think he... This podium redeems him somewhat, gets him in the top step. Um, but shall we explain well why we put Kimmy up on this level? Because when I tell people that, they all look at me funny. Alright, I'll explain it then. Um, Kimmy, for those who don't know, beat Michael Schumacher out of his Ferrari seat for 2007. Michael Schumacher actually had to leave Ferrari, not really because he wanted to stop F1, but because he was sort of beaten to the seat by Kimi. And as incredible as that sounds, Ferrari, not only did he go to get a Michael seat, he actually won the championship the next year um, in a car that Michael hadn't been able to win the championship in. So it's, I think it's pretty definitive that he has to be in that category, although he's had some problems in recent years. Lewis, because he's statistically the greatest of all time, although he isn't the greatest of all time, he's just statistically the greatest of all time. And Michael, because he's Michael, and... I mean, anybody who doesn't have Michael on their list is believably stupid. Hello? Shab? Oh, not another... Oh, he's still here? Yes? Is that another technical difficulty? Yeah. Alright, so, Rashad, let's just say, once and for all, is Anchor crap at this point? Yes. Yes, so we're ruling out a possible sponsorship deal with Anchor at this point, but I'm completely okay with that, because this is very disappointing. Um, But I think before we get on to what the Ultimate F1 car would look like, Rashad, I think we need to tell the listeners today uh, a little bit more about what could be happening on Technically F1, the YouTube channel. Rashad, do you think we'll make a podcast channel on YouTube? A podcast channel? Where they can watch us do the podcast. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Alright, a podcast highlights channel, because you know you're really running out of video ideas when you need to do podcast highlights. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, we're people, for those who... At this point, we're not doing a podcast in a highlight at this for the channel. Rashab, I'm thinking weekly videos. What are you thinking? Potentially. Potentially mm-hmm. weekly videos. And for those who haven't already subscribed, this is an incentive for you to subscribe. There will be a 10 subscriber special, which will be special indeed. We could do a live stream, but we need comments on the tier list video. So comment what you want the 10 subscriber special to be. Uh, the most upvoted comment will be done. <laughs> um, okay. I That was a very stupid thing to say. I 
I don't, don't mean that. I definitely don't mean that. <laughs> Why did I say that? And that's on record as well. No. Um, you just cut so it out. No, we won't... Yeah, we'll cut it out. And if you do hear this, uh, then I haven't cut it out or the editing software has broken. Uh, which is always really nice when it does that. Anyways, um, no, so the top 40 comment won't do that. But we'll take suggestions. That's what I should have said. And what I mean. We'll take suggestions in the comment section. Um, and yeah. Ugh, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, Rashab, you and I have both made a list of what we think is the best looking F1 cars, right? We've made that list. No, we but should do that beyond... on our YouTube channel. Like, Yeah, we could definitely make... Uh, yeah, we could do that. That'd be cool. That's a video idea. Um, but I think we need to, what do you think would make the perfect F1 car? Because at this point, the race has proven, or this race has proven that we need different regulations where the cars are a bit driftier because this was entertaining. Okay, I think we need V8s in them. Yeah, I agree. I think the power curves on V8s are exciting. And anything else Um, is communism. Yeah, well, you know, V12s aren't communism. They're the opposite of communism. They're capitalism. Um, uh, capitalism in an engine. But it's, I think, in the end, having V8s back in the sport would help a lot. Would you have them be hybrid V8s like they were in 2013 or normally aspirated V8s like in 2008? Okay, we need supercharged. Yes, supercharged V8s. I've designed what I think is the best F1 engine um, that there could possibly be, which is an electrically supercharged V8. Or no, excuse me, V12, which produces, here, I'll pop the figure up. Um, Let me tell you guys how much horsepower it has. Uh, Meanwhile, Rashab, how much horsepower should these new engines have? Easily 5,000. Yes, 5,000 horsepower. That I, I can certainly get behind that. Um, I, I don't know anybody who wouldn't get behind that. That's excellent. Um, but I can now tell you how much horsepower my engine has. So 2,465 normal, asp- or normal horsepower from the base engine and 650 electric horsepower from the KERS system. And that is, for those who don't know, that's a lot of power. Uh, considering what a Kia has about sixty-five horsepower, hundred horsepower at best, Bruh. right? Your if average you everyday road car. You would not be able to drive. Are you kidding me? The European cars sometimes have ten horsepower. Like the Renault. What does the original Mini have? The S Pass. Imagine if the S Pass, that ugly, ugly people carrier, had a ten horsepower. That would be the worst thing that could be done. A golf cart, like, has 17. I know, a golf cart is more horsepower than that. I think the, um, the POP50 has about 15 horsepower. Uh, and for those who don't know, that is a, essentially a bubble car, uh, made smaller. So it, it's a, it's a tiny little car. Um, for aerodynamics, though, Rashab, what would you put as the aero rules or regulations? I think the cars need to be clean, in a sense. Low nose. Although, then again, lo- long nose or high nose? Low nose? High nose. Did I hear high nose? No, you didn't. Are you I'm going excited. Deaf? Um, no, I'm not going deaf, and I heard low nose. So, 
What if it was a medium height nose with the front wing at medium height? Sort of like the old cars, like a 2008 F1 car. Take a look at that, and oh, I think that would be cool. I'm the 90s, except with a better wing. Do you like the Williams FW14B? Because I think that'd be really cool. I swear, if that has a shark fin, I'm gonna be angry. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a shark fin. But the RB6 does, and I love the RB6. Inevitably, I think what would be the coolest F1 car in history would probably okay. be. Okay. Something like a Williams FW. Or, no, not a Williams FW14, a Williams FW11. With, like, a V12 in it. That would be insane. That's, like, one of those old turbo cars that are really low to the ground with a lot of downforce. Okay, it doesn't even have axles on it. Well, it doesn't have front axles because it's not all-wheel drive. What are you going to do? Just not have axles? At the front? Yeah, just free-spin the wheels. (laughs) Imagine it gets stuck. You're literally going (laughs) to flip over. I mean, you just gotta pick it up with the roll hoop. <laughs> um, no, I think... So, look up, Rashab, a 2008 F1 car. Do you think that would be cool? Something like that? Uh, listeners, you do this too. We would love if you would make comments on Apple Podcasts, because the podcast algorithm seems to like that. What sort of F1 car you would like to see um, with a V8 engine that's supercharged? Essentially, what would be the dream F1 car for you? I hate the uh, nose. We're interested in that. You hate the nose? Really? Which car were you looking at, though? That is the question. If you're looking at the Ferrari, that was the worst nose of the season. But if you were looking, looking at, at the McLaren... McLaren. No! I like the McLaren! I mean, obviously not with those Dumbo ears, but um, the one that didn't have the Dumbo ears. Oh my god, it does look like the Dumbo. It does look like Dumbo. Um, please look that up, people. The McLaren the does not any F1 car. Which Aaron take the top one? No, the side ones. It pains me to say that those were terribly inefficient. The ones that say um, Vodafone or whatever. Look, I like Vodafone and I like them as a sponsor. I would love it if we were sponsored by Vodafone. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, this just opens do? up the. Uh, they're a telecoms company uh, in England. Of course they are. Yes, indeed. Uh, you're a British racing company, uh, McLaren. Why wouldn't you try to go for some British sponsors? And I think they had Johnny Walker that season, didn't they? Okay, I don't get it. What kind of idiot put an American in charge of a British racing company? You're going to end up with a, a McLaren Mustang or a McLaren Camaro. Well, Zach Brown is a racing car collector, a.k.a. an F1 car collector. And I think because of that, they're like, oh, yes, this man is going to be great at leading a team. And it turns out the best thing he's done has been able to get McLaren a ton of sponsors, which in hindsight isn't bad at all. But... uh, But an American. American in charge of a team like McLaren with so much history. I don't know what gives him the right to run that team versus others. Bro, they should have I mean, not Williams only... in the Williams family in and just have them run. That would be excellent. I think they'd be able to run McLaren better than McLaren would be able to run McLaren. They should rename it Williams and have two Williams Exactly. Teams. 
Imagine if there were two Williams teams. That would be excellent. Speaking of, I think I just bought Williams merch as well. I'll have to check, but I think I did. Uh, for those who don't know, I am a Williams fan. Um, don't bully me about it. I like Williams a lot. I have <laughs> decent history, but McLaren has the same yeah. decent history. I know, but I think Williams' decent history is better decent history, if I'm honest. Ferrari probably that dominant spread. Schumacher, Raikkonen. Um, Ferrari easily has the best. There's no way. Fangio. They had Fangio. That was cool. They've had every, like, they've been there for the whole time. They pretty much started F1. Didn't, like, the British Racing Car Club, didn't they start F1? Probably, but they, Ferrari was there through the whole thing. Yeah, they've been there since the beginning. First, they started racing Alfa Romeos and that sort of thing. Um, But back to the perfect F1 car shop, I think... Would it... If I'm honest, I would choose the... If I had to choose an era, I would choose a regulatory... Probably like 2006 or 2004 through 2006. I think that's the perfect era to toss a V8 in and supercharge it. Because there's enough room in the cars. They're small, they're nimble, they're fast. Um, You lower the weight limit. You put active suspension back in the cars. And I think it would be pretty epic. Yeah, I think too. But then again. For racing, the thing is, though, I mean... The dirty air coming off the back of those cars to be so bad. But then again, F1 solved their dirty air problem in 2010. The tour and Of that year, yeah. That, but, that front nose. Oh, yeah, that was a, an interesting one. <laughs> but F1 solved their dirty air problem, and they had no problem with the whole thing of dirty air from 2010 to 2016, where they had the high rear wing and the very low front wing. No problem whatsoever. The overtaking was always great. But then they went for what they considered an interesting car shape. And I still don't like the car shape that they have now. But I think if they want overtaking, they just go back to what they had in 2010. That was perfect. There was a whole bunch of overtaking. Um you know, in old races, you don't see overtaking that much, but in, like, 2008, because the cars were so aerodynamically inefficient for the car following another car. Uh, have you seen but, the Ferrari F1-90? Have you seen the Ferrari F1-87? That's what I want to know. I like the 90, but I like the 87 better. Um, I mean, the Ooh. F1-90 has a V12, and... With that comes the distinctive V12 re, but... The 87 or whatever, it has, like, a weird wing. A rear wing. Yeah. I hate that rear wing. Wait, is that the one that has, like, the double-layer rear wing? If so, I was thinking of the wrong car. The 88 is ugly, though, so... The, whatchamacallit, the... 1987, the, not the, it looks like a Williams, it's like blue, ice, it says iceberg on it. Does it? Uh. I don't think you're looking at the Ferrari. It's not the Ferrari. Well, what car were you looking at? The Ferrari F187. <laughs> yes, that one I was looking at already. Okay, what about the, um, the Honda? 
1987 Honda. Ah, yes. The Williams Honda from 1987. The FW11D. The most excellent car in Formula One's turbo history. Uh, agreed? Agreed? Excellent. No, I think um, thinking of the Lotus. The Lotus Honda. Oh, but that was yellow and it had all that camel sponsorship on it. And that was... I mean, look, I've, as I've said in many previous podcasts, rather controversially so, I'm not opposed in any way to tobacco sponsorship. In fact, I'd welcome it back in the sport. But Camel is just a brand that does not fit on the Lotus car. Lotus should be black and gold for John Player Special, which is also, if you don't know, a tobacco brand. So, I, As I'd say, I'm not opposed in any way to tobacco sponsorship in F1. Rashab, are you? No. They bring money. Good. Money is good. Exactly. Money is money. Money is great. Yeah. Even if it's drug money, it's still money. <laughs> That's going to be the quote of the year. Drug money is still money. <laughs> I love that. Somebody remind me of that quote later this year. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much... What we'd do if we could create... Actually, no. We didn't decide anything. We just said what we wanted. Right, Rashad? Let's just... Let's be definitive about this. If I'm honest, I just say... What body shape of the... Fine, but we're not doing current turbo hybrid F1 cars. I have real beef with these current turbo hybrid F1 cars. Yeah, I don't want a turbo hybrid. I want, like, a V12 or something. Right. So, I'm gonna go to my F1 file which just literally has 163 F1 car photos, which I'm not lying, I do have one of these. Um, you have an F1 car? I see. No, I have an F1 car file. Um, My bad, I just look up old F1 50. <laughs> uh, the 2004 BAR Honda. What do you think about that one? What do you think Also, about the, the 2017 Mercedes. Mercedes. 54 Mercedes? Is that Fangio's? Uh, if it is, I do like that one a lot. I don't know. It looks like a regular car. It looks a little bit like a DVR1. Oh, yeah, that was Fangio's. Yeah, I do like that one. It's a beautiful car. Do you? Yeah. I like the old-fashioned cars like that. Well, but we can't toss a massive V8 in that. It's going to be slip-sliding all over the track. It literally looks like... it. it it looks like a, what do you want to call it? It looks like a 360, whatever, a 350? Yeah. 550. Uh, 550 Maranello? Yeah. No, not 550 Maranello. I think it's a 50 spider. I think, though, if I'm honest, yeah. If I'm honest, Rashab, I think the, um, the body shape of the new cars, the 2022 cars for Are F1. Honest, yeah, well, in this case, yeah. If I'm honest, I think it's... <laughs> Have you seen the 66 right. F1 car concepts? Yeah, I... Uh, no, I haven't. No, I'm gonna look those up. 6x6 F1 cars. Let's see here. Oh, wow! The Tyrrell P34? Uh, I, it's blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one. yeah. Oh, yeah, Jody Schechter's one. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of that, uh, when I search this up uh, for the audio podcast listeners, then again, there aren't visual podcast listeners, so I don't know what I'm saying. Um, there's a G-Wagon 6x6 that popped up, and a She-Ron 6x6 that popped up. Okay, who does that? That is hilarious. You're going to- I don't know who would ruin a She-Ron in that way. You're going underground, we'll say. <laughs> Most people would understand that. I think, though, I've chosen what I think is the perfect the body style. A horrible, it's a horrible time to be an F1 car. Yeah, that arrow was just pretty disgusting in general. I think, though, if I... It's really hard, but I think the Williams FW15C should be the body style oh, that they just choose. The McLaren M30, though... We've never seen the McLaren M30. Is that the three-person F1 car? No, it's the one that looks like someone built it out of a cardboard box. I want to see this McLaren M30. Oh. Um. It's so square. What's the matter with it? <laughs> you know what's even worse? Yes, that's... The Ferrari 312. P5. Ooh, yeah. Those are pretty boxy. Um, the front wing. Actually, I have a cool body style. Brabham BT-52B. I think that is such a cool car. A cool body style. Um, Imagine if that thing had a V8 in that thing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, wait. 1984 BT-52B. Ferrari 126 C4 F1 Turbo V6. That's the one Turbo V6 I'm going to be fine with. Look, I'm fine with the old Brabham v- or, uh, V6s because they had, um, and don't quote me on this, I think it was somewhere around 1,400 horsepower in qualifying. It might have been 1,600. I don't remember off the top of my head. But that's, that's a lot of power, and I wouldn't mind those V6s coming back. But the current V6 turbo hybrid regulations, I think we can all agree, uh, they should just leave. We don't need these engines. I think we can all agree that the McLaren Honda MP4 Flash 4 uh, 1988 car was amazing. It was beautiful. Not as beautiful as, say, you know, the older 87 cars, because they had the really wide front noses. But I do agree, the MP44 is excellent. Um, what about the MP46? I think the MP46 would definitely be a contender for the perfect body shape uh, for F1 cars. Also, it had that little Tag Heuer brand on the front yeah. of it, which made it very visually that appealing. Four, four, All yeah. right, so, yeah, MP46 then. So we say MP46. Is that going to be the definitive body style of F1's future? No, one second. Um. Oh, come on. No, We're so close, your job. No. No. Look at that side What's skirt. happening? Well, it's wide, I know, it but I like it. It looks like a lawnmower. That's where you store all the grass <laughs> you cut. Maybe. <laughs> you have a point, but it's... I Look at the front nose of it. It's so nice. I'd rather have a 90s. From the 90s, the 4-4. I'd rather have a 4-4. Right, Rashad, but inevitably, if I had a choice here, I would just pick the Red Bull RB6, and that would be the end of the argument. Um, would you, though? 
Why would? Because it has a high nose and a high rear wing, and that is a perfect combination. <laughs> As you wretch in horror, I think that's the perfect combination, and some people don't think it is, but I like it. It literally has a like Renault in the front, and it literally says Renault, the yellow nose. Fine, fine. RB7, RB7. If you don't like the shark fin, go for the RB7. No, I don't like the Renault part. But the Renault part's gone on the RB7. Okay, so we're looking at the RB7, where it still says Renault on it. It's supposed to say Infinity. It's supposed to be fine. Well, it's not. Fine. Alrighty. Oh, Whatever. RB eight. RB eight. Okay. There we go. The one this is infinity on it. That's the right one, not the preseason testing one. Yeah. Not. So we agree then. So it is definitely the RB six. No. Fine. Tyrrell O two three. What? Zero two three. Nine. The Tyrrell zero two three. Tyrell zero zero, zero two three. three. No, zero two three. Zero two three. No! <laughs> no, it's gonna be that! The wing's bad. I'm so sorry, that's the wrong one. The wing's horrible on the Tyrell zero two three. The zero two three is excellent. It's ugly. Excellent. That's not German. But, anyways, Rashab. No, it's not German, it's British. Tyrrell is British. Good German car. F1. Yeah, we do need more German cars. We need an Audi F1 team. Well, we think Porsche should be coming back soon. That should be nice. Oh no, we really Inevitably. need is a Volkswagen team. With Audi's, like. Yeah. Audi's. Yeah, no, Audi can't do anything. Porsche's in charge of engines and exteriors. Yeah, you know Porsche is gonna make a very elegant looking car when they get put in charge of anything. Have you seen like um their concepts that they leaked? No, are they uh, good? Like the nine sixty. Look at the look at the Porsche nine sixty. Cool. I'm interested. Porsche nine sixty. Original blueprints for the what you call it, the Taycan, the Turismo nine sixty Turismo. Oh wow. It's like, I would actually buy that if it was gas-powered. Oh, but it was gonna be electric, yeah. right? Well, this is what we need, though. Like, we need a nice sports. We need more Porsches like it. We need a sports sedan. A sports 918. Oh, wait, 918. Let's look this up. We're gonna find 918. Someone's probably made a design for this. A 918 sedan. Eh. I don't know. Um. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, that's. Is it good? No, they w- they wanted to transform the Panamera into. They really, they could have changed something about it. They didn't even change anything yeah. about the Panamera. They just made it, the body lines more sleek. Anyways, I think it's probably time to get onto the best F1 helmets. Uh, but before that, we have to go to another ad break. I know! Two ad breaks in a show. Crazy. Absolutely bonkers. But it is time to go to the ad break. We don't need money. Anyways, so we are back. 
Uh, and we have another, not a tier list, but we're going to be talking about the best F1 helmets of all time. Rashab, we've been doing a lot of best of all times, but helmets are a really interesting one. We've done the design challenge on School G. We put that up there. Um, right off the bat, do you have a helmet that you'd like to propose goes on the list? What do yes, you think? I would. Here, I'm going to make a list and send it to you. So I want to hear, first of all, what... For, or is there a driver in particular that you think has generally good helmets? I'm going to put up Sebastian Vettel as somebody who generally has very Nico good helmets. Nico Hulkenberg, uh, 2019 Germany. Oh, really? Tell me about that one. Uh, it's like, just look it up. Do tell. Really cool. Anyway, so we're doing a top 10 helmets. Um, so where do you want that to go on the list? I'm interested. Uh... Somewhat lower on the list, but... 10 or... Ricardo, though. Oh, my God, is 29... Or was it 2019? I can't remember which one it was. The one that has, like, a bunch of W's and M's on it. Yeah. That looks cool. Yeah. That was so cool. Are you getting any background noise? For what? For me. I'm interested. A little bit. Why? Actually, this is funny. Before the um, before the recording started, Rashad mentioned to me that he has a new noise isolating microphone. Now I find this hilarious because I'm actually getting a little bit of background noise. Everyone in my house is yelling. Ah, that would explain it. Um. Okay. So, oh, so you the, say Nico uh, Hulkenberg? Red Bull oh, helmets. Yeah, I would. I think Max has to go somewhere on this list. I'm going to put Hulkenberg last at the moment. Uh, so I think Max Verstappen needs to go on this list. His 2020 helmet is very good. Uh, I'm going to look up Hulkenberg's, though. I'm interested. Jensen Buttons, though. Oh, yes. Which year? Oh, Jensen was uh, excellent with the helmets. Uh, where do you want to put that? It's somewhat lower, actually. It's... Not horrible. Oh, so I just shared the list with you. Side. I just shared the um the list with you. Uh, okay, you can but... move stuff around. Oh, Max Verstappen's helmet is insane. Look at that. Okay, so it has gold on it, which I'm a huge fan of. If anybody doesn't know, I'm a huge fan of the color gold in general. But that is so cool. Oh, it's a sheet. Um, anyways, it has sponsors in all the right places, if you ask me. Oh my god, I'm gonna redesign my helmet. Um, yeah, just seeing that, it's you so cool. You have too much time. I do have too much time. <laughs> I think this... I do have a hobby, F1. <laughs> um, anyways, F... Oh, that's... I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think Verstappen in general, his helmets are quite good. I'd like to rank his quite high, but where would you put it? Number one. Really? Really? Because he's Verstappen. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just want to make him best at something. He's the best. Ah, but we see he's not in our top four, so he isn't the best. <laughs> okay, well, obviously um, he's not the best, but he's one of the best. <laughs> He's better than Hulkenberg. He's better than Vettel. He's better than No, Michael. no, he's not better. No, no, no. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is where I put my foot down. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, oh, I just saw Jensen's helmet. Whoa. 
Jensen's 2007 helmet. I'd put that lower, but that's an awesome helmet. Jensen Button's helmet from 2007. What about his 2005 helmet? I don't know why I said 2005, but I'm just gonna. T- oh well, no, it's pretty boring. What about Lewis? 2008? No, not Lewis. Lewis is bad. Ah, I like his helmet. I mean, I'm not. Again, I want to really distance myself from the idea that I'm a Lewis fanboy. I'm not a Lewis fanboy in you any are. way. Let's be fair. Oh, for God's sake! No, look, everybody else is saying he's the greatest of all time, and I'm saying absolutely not. I think that does not make me a Lewis fanboy. Okay, we're gonna say uh, Renault, Ricardo. Renault, <laughs> Ricardo. What year? What year? <laughs> Um, the 1,000th race, the 1,000th um, F1 race, then it says three on the side, and it says map free, or whatever. Yeah, what is map free? Does anybody know? know Does anyone actually know what that is? I think a lot of Renault's sponsors are a mystery, if I'm honest. I'm not really quite sure. Oh, I just saw Hulkenberg's helmet. I... I'm looking at currently at uh Daniel Kibiot's. It's like the worst helmet I've ever seen. It's pretty disgusting. Lewis's really colorful one. The one that Which says one? Monster Energy and then above that Bose. And then Epson. Uh, I think his preseason testing helmet, uh Lewis Hamilton's. I think that is a pretty excellent helmet. I think we have to Lando number, as number one. No, absolutely not. Look at the glitter effect on Lewis's preseason testing helmet. It is so pretty. Yeah, but, like, yes, you can see what a six-year-old do his helmet. That doesn't make the helmet special. I mean, it's... How many six-year-olds have designed a helmet? Like, no, I, mean, I bet he... you did as a six-year-old. I didn't. Funny. Um, But, no, it's... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just don't think that Lando's helmet can possibly go as first. Oh, actually, I have a nomination for first. No, I have a nomination for first. Um, and you can't call me crazy for this. Michael Schumacher's 2012 helmet. Oh, what about M. Schumacher's? The one that says MS on the side, and it's like red and white. Um, I know she had some actually. We'll go 2005. Michael Schumacher is on this. Not the one I was thinking of, but it's pretty cool. His 2006 helmet is. I think you'll appreciate it. If I'm honest. It's very much covered with tobacco advertising. Yes! Tobacco sponsors! His 2006 one's pretty good, I have to say. Oh, and it has the little um, Vodafone on the front of it. Daniel Ricardo's Longhorns helmet. Texas. No, he has a good picture of tech. That's funny. Um, I think Sebastian Vettel deserves a place on this list uh, because he has some pretty good helmets. Um, okay, look up French F1 slash S1 helmet. Okay, I have a nomination uh, for somewhere on the list. I don't know where you put this. You can put this wherever you want. But Sebastian Vettel's helmet um, from the Monaco... Ah, no, not the Monaco Grand Prix. Okay, That's but a I have a nomination for number one. 
Oh, all right. F1 slash S1 helmet. Uh, who is this? Um, I don't know. We're going to put them number two for the moment. It is, look it up. F1 helmet. F1 slash what S1. Makes... Explain what's so good about this helmet, and then I'll, I'll take a look at it. Look um, up Sebastian Vettel's Bahrain Grand Prix helmet of 2013. That's pretty epic. It has a beautiful green color on it. Like, it's, like, almost, like, olive, but... Now, wait a minute. All right. Funny. Very funny. What? Um, for those who haven't looked it up, it is a French <laughs> war helmet of the 30s. So, congratulations, Rashad. You've played me, but that is, that's quite funny. Okay, so what about, um, James Hunt? That one. I think Nigel Mansell deserves this spot on this list with some of his helmets. He has some really excellent helmets. Um, I think Sebastian Vettel's best ever helmet was probably one that he did for the Japanese Grand Prix. He has some really epic Japanese Grand Prix helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look up for like guys. GP? Ah, I don't know. Okay, wait. For those who don't know, uh, it's Sebastian's favorite race, the Japanese Grand Prix. Ooh, whoa, what is year is Wait, this? Look up the British GP, um, uh, George Russell's British GP helmet. George Russell British GP helmet. I think George Russell's helmets in general need to be on this. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Eh. He did the colors On well. first sight... Yeah, but... At this point, I want to get like a bright red helmet with a white. Like, oh, whoa! Look side. at his. Wait, wait. Look at the um the 2019 uh Singapore Grand Prix for George Russell. That's going right up, really high on the list. I'm gonna look put that at, third. Um, Carlos Sainz. Or no, second Carlos even. Sainz. Um, so George uh, Russell, um, Singapore GP. I think this needs to be very high on the list. I, I have a helmet that I think needs to go first, and it's going to be Shumi's helmet, Michael Schumacher's helmet from 2006. I think we put that there. Second. Let me show you the best helmet that you will ever see in your life. Uh, for those who haven't looked it up already, it has a whole lot of Marlboro branding on it, so for those that are are afraid of tobacco sponsorship, sorry. Um, well, wait, you should leave them. No, we're not. We're just doing the names of the helmets. I know the helmets. Okay, so you know Carlos Sainz's 2018 season helmet? Oh, yeah! Wait, that still had Red Bull sponsorship yeah. on it. Why did he still have Red Bull sponsorship? Because he had Red Bull sponsors. Oh! But I thought he was out of Red Bull at that time, wasn't he? Mm, sure. Yeah, yeah, he was at Renault. Renault had... He was at Renault. That's weird. That's still really yeah. cool, though. I think his 2020 helmet's pretty Modele good. Modele 1978 helmet. Ha ha, is that going to be another post-war or pre-war it's helmet? 1978 helmet. What war was going on in 1978? Vietnam War? I don't Wasn't know, it? Maybe. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, no, but I'm going to put Jensen Button's 20, 2007 helmet very high. Um... Actually, I think his 2012 one is a little bit better, but 
you know, I think that needs to go there. Um, for fourth place, it's really difficult. Where do you want to put Carlos Sainz's yeah, helmet on that entire list? Just keep looking. All right, let's see here. What have you done this time? I'm. Oh, oh my <laughs> God! What is that? Ah, <laughs> it is another war helmet. <laughs> what did you expect? What on earth is that? What <laughs> a helmet! I had to delete it. Audio listeners, and there aren't visual listeners yet. Um, Rashab, as I had thought, put a massive post World War One helmet on that. It was funny. Oh, I don't know. I... All right, fine. Okay, what about the um, Sparko zero zero three five eight Z A D V four X L F one carbon? What on earth is that? It's extra large. Please explain to me what that is, Rashab. I don't know. Um. Paste. Okay, this is it. Oh, I'm gonna look at that in a second. But first off, I think which a beautiful F1 one helmet. It's carbon fibers. Let's see here. I'm looking. I can't it's see it. Yeah, but it's basic. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna put Sebastian. That tells. Oh, really? Helmet. Sebastian, uh, Rashab, I think Sebastian Vettel's 2013 um, helmet for. Let's put that the somewhere on the list. Like, uh, um, chocolates on it, and um, yeah, I like that one. Sebastian Vettel's 2013 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix helmet was excellent. Um, I really liked that one. Uh, I also think Sebastian Vettel's uh, that's fourth place for those who don't know yet. Sebastian Vettel's uh, 20. 13 uh, Monaco Grand Prix helmet was also funny, so I'm I gonna put we that. We should probably finish this um, up soon. We've been recording for like so long. We're gonna have like a two hour podcast today. Let's go, two hour podcast. Uh, let's just finish those quickly and we'll say that we come up with the, um, the list uh, instantly. We'll do that. Um, okay. So, wait. Uh, which helmets? Helm- okay, there's only 10 helmets you need. Yeah, I know it's not that hard. Um, I think we need more Vettel helmets. Vettel's no. helmets were great. Pearl Ooh, Sebastian Vettel's. I hate his current helmet. It's disgusting. I absolutely. Oh, For it's so bad. All of it. One. I think Nigel Mansell's twenty or not twenty. Uh, nineteen ninety two helmet. Okay, um, I don't know who has or no, excuse helmets. me. Kimmy. All right, let's hear. Yes, Kimmy. Helmet. Yes, we need him. No, no, he's twenty twenty helmet. That's a banger. It's so good. Um, what about um, the Nikki Lauda one? The red one, or it's like orange. From what year? Twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah. Why would he have a helmet in twenty nineteen? I'm gonna put Lewis Hamilton's Nikki. La- Lewis Hamilton's Nikki Lauda. Not that Loud one, no, no, helmet. actual helmet. 20. 
the AGV one. Eh, his helmet's uh, okay. Marlboro. It's not Marlboro. that good. Marlboro. Oh, does it have Marlboro on it? It says that twice. Marlboro. Um, <laughs> That's funny. It good year above, um, and it has the autograph on it. All right. Okay, I... Then I, I you put put that as eight. Person who's just like and buy these helmets. I want to own uh, Daniel Ricardo's um, tribute to Jack Brabham. Brabham, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was that? Brave him. <laughs> We're gonna cut this whole part out. No, no, it's gonna stay in. I can tell you that it's, it's gonna, gonna be stay like two in. Two hours. All right, then. no. Nigel, oh my god, Nigel Mansell's 1992 helmet is epic. Daniel It Kiyos, has Camel sponsorship. 2019 helmet. Not bad. T- 2019 helmet? No. Yeah. It says Red Bull on it. And I love how it has a So, visor. we're just putting anything with Red Bull high up? Yes. That, that Why are we putting idea. anything with Red Bull high up? I don't understand because no, we were. That was never the what. You would get Ayrton Senna's helmet, and then you know the ones with the Brazilian colors, and then you know what you have to add. Yeah, we can. But I rank that low. I rank that very low. Yeah. What? We're not adding a Heineken. You have to put it next. Heineken helmet. Let's see. Heineken helmet. No, the F1 oh my god, it doesn't. Oh my god, it exists. No, 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 absolutely not. It actually exists, and I really don't like it. Okay, have you seen the F1 esports helmet? Uh, no, is it good? Okay, it says F1 esports on it, and it's like red, like a metallic red. Actually, I think with like a black stripe on it. I don't know. 1998 hey, Schumacher that helmet. Me is why the guy. Why do you need an F1 esports helmet? It's called esports for a reason. Yeah, it's e- why do you need a helmet why for F1 wearing, esports? Like, I mean, I understand why you're wearing gloves, but why are you wearing like a racing suit? Well, or I mean, I don't think you even need gloves. Yeah, really, you might want it because, like, just like. I mean, you might, like, burn your hands on, like, a steering wheel if you, like, turn it too fast or whatever, and your hand slips. Oh, Michael Schumacher's 1997 helmet was excellent. I'd put that very high on the list. Hmm. All right, you know what? I'm going to just put that, um, Michael Schumacher 1997. I think that goes there, and then... Now I'm gonna put Lewis Hamilton. I'm gonna put two Lewis Hamilton helmets on there. Twenty twenty preseason testing. I want you to look up his preseason testing helmet while I read out to the people of the world what we've decided is our helmet list. What we think is the top ten helmets. Number one, the Michael Schumacher helmet from two thousand six. Uh, number two, the George Russell helmet from the Singapore Grand Prix last year. Excellent helmet. Uh, number three, Jensen Button's helmet from the 2012, or whatever, just 2012 in general. Uh, number four, Sebastian Vettel's helmet from Abu Dhabi in 2013. That was really a good helmet. Uh, number five, Lewis Hamilton's Nicky Lauda tribute helmet from 2019. 
Number six, Nigel Mansell's helmet of 1992. Number seven, Sebastian Vettel's 2013 Monaco. Uh, Michael Schumacher's 1997 helmet. One. Lewis Hamilton's 2020 preseason helmet. Uh, and the number 10, the Nico Hulkenberg helmet of Germany 2019. Rashab, no, I am not talking about the purple one. I'm talking about the pink one. Oh, I see that. The D-A-S, um, Oh wait, never mind. That's just his home. I think that's I think that's a wrap pretty mm-hmm. much. I think we've pretty much ended this week's episode of Technically F1 for ourselves. But anyways, everybody who listened, thank you so much. Thank you for subscribe listening to this final portion of it, the comment. longest portion. You subscribe and comment to now you two have to things. Like it. Um you know, you'll have to like it. And guess what? We might be doing live streams with Shab and I on the Technically F1 YouTube channel, so you have to subscribe for that. Turn on the notifications. And I know we sound like you know, like YouTubers at this point. We're not really, but it would be nice if you turned the notifications on because you know one person watching a live stream of us doing random crap would be excellent. For ad revenue, right? Tell me that would not. For ad Who revenue, who would do it? Yes, ad revenue. We need that. Sweet, sweet ad revenue, people. So let's then get Then we can subscribe. live stream the race. Thank you. If we get enough ad revenue, yeah, we can we... buy tickets and we'll live stream the race to you. Good point. Yeah, so let's, let's get ad revenue up. We can do that. Let's go, people. Thank you for listening. This is an O oh, for heaven's sake studio recording. Production copyright, I'm not quite sure of the day. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.